Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 8th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing wonderful. Feel feel just revived. Woke up okay. this morning. It's first day of the Masters. The uh, fever had passed. And uh, Great. I was ready to watch some golf. And good first day of golf. Good. Was, I'm glad you were able to kind of sneak that one in last night, talking about Will Hill, the Renaissance man. But today's a new I'm not day. Lie. Fully revived. Yeah. I we finished. I closed the computer. I went upstairs, and I think I fell asleep within 30 seconds of hitting the bat. I was, well, I was the toast. Pre- people appreciate your efforts. <laughs> you're playing injured. Your uh, you know your strength and hard work. So uh, thank you for that. Also. If you'd like a little bit more, now that Andy's back in action, Friday, we've talked about this several times, Bixby Coffee, they are the original OG sponsor. We have our own blend with them. The Bixby boys have been supporting us since our first Masters ever as a podcast. And Friday, we'll be doing this sort of virtual Bixby house, happy hour, hangout, whatever you want to call it, interactive. You can jump in. You can ask questions. You can literally join these Zooms. If you have, you could, you could do a video on if you want to be bold and daring. People judge you, your background, your looks. I'm kidding. We won't do that, of course. But you can really jump on video and ask questions or make comments, takes, statements, whatever you are. But uh, that'll be at 3.30. But it's for subscribers only. They're still, you know, I, I think we'll close it probably Friday morning, right? We're going to send the email out with this link to join Friday. We're going to go at 3.30 Eastern time. But if you are subscribed to the Westy Island Blend or the Shotgun Start Blend, you will be getting that email tomorrow morning, probably at the latest, right? Midday? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Where are we at? 18 holes into the Masters. Justin Rose fires a 65 on a day that was pretty challenging. I think the course average last I checked was somewhere around 74 and a half. He was about nine shots better. Um, he's four shots clear of Brian Harmon and Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, just went, I think, nine under through 10, starting at eight through... Not yet. Uh, he, he played his last 11 holes nine under. Okay. Okay. He's two over going into eight and, put, and then finished with 65. Incredible. Just, just in the zone. Yeah. Unconscious. Ed saved like a ridiculous par at 11, even when he didn't, you know, when he didn't get a birdie. He was way over in the hey, trees. To, quick you know, question. Yeah. Do you think he had momentum? Are you trying to pop me for something? Just wondering if if it was momentum, or if it was. I think he just found something in his swing. It's not. That's it's physical. It's not mystical like momentum. It was is a physical okay. swing change I just and alteration. To know. Yeah, there you go. I understand it exists in match play. I'm just. I'm taking the. Uh, I'm taking the. You know, analytics crowd size. Yeah, yeah. The guys here are smarter than I am. Uh, so he's your leader. I don't know. It was a fantastic sort of close. Obviously a flourish. That round didn't seem to be out there. You know, he talked about 
he hasn't played in several weeks because he pulled out of Bay Hill with back spasms, so he's been fine, but just wanted to be extra cautious. What did you make of Rose's round? I mean, he got no... Usually we're going into the Masters, and for the last seven, eight years, Justin Rose is a first-page favorite. He's got one of the best records possible. I mean, I think two of the... Two of the Masters he finished runner-up in, if he, you know, the score he shot would have won all but, you know, I don't know the exact numbers off my head, but like all but six Masters. You know, sure. he is without a doubt one of the best Augusta players that's never won at Augusta. And so in a way it's not surprising, but the fact that he hasn't played and that he's been, it's that out of sight, out of mind. He hasn't been playing well either. Um, mm-hmm. in the last year and a half, I mean, he's down to like what in the forties in, in the world rankings Is that right? after. Yeah. I mean, he spent almost a decade in the top 15 before yep. that. So, you know, you, you're seeing some of the worst golf of his career in uh, leading up to this and, so, but it's not surprising in the sense that we see it all the time. Like there's certain guys that just really play well at Augusta, and, and when it comes to Augusta, where you have to, you know, play real golf, it's not driving range golf. I think that's the thing that we saw evident today, especially with the firm conditions, is that you had to know how to play the golf course and know how to play golf, and and beyond. Hey, this is how far TrackMan says I hit it. Okay, I was gonna say, what do you mean by driving range golf? Are you talking about elevate, undulation, change, all of it? Yeah, together, everything, kind of all that. of it together. Yeah. Where you know it matters where you leave your shot. Where yep. pin high and ten feet isn't as necessarily good as is fifteen feet below the hole, because you know t- pin high ten feet might break ten feet. I think we see just see stuff that we don't. I I screen grabbed. At, I never tweeted it. A putt of Victor Hovland from the morning. You know, I was watching featured groups coverage. Shout out to Shane Bacon. was great to hear him on that. But, uh, you know, Hovland putted a ball that, you know, he was 20 feet away. It broke, you know, good 15 feet, but he putted it. He ended up with like a 30-footer coming back on six, I want to say. He was like pin high right of the flag. And and it's like, he just passed it. And And I thought to myself, anywhere else, this would have been termed Mickey Mouse or but yeah. it's because the tour doesn't generally put holes where there's slope, you know, slope. and they don't have greens with slope. And it just magnifies how important this approach is and what we saw today with how firm it was, which we haven't seen in so long, was it, it really magnified hitting the fairway. It was so important to hit fairways today. Um anybody that was even par or better, all but I think one player hit more than nine fairways. Okay. So field average was like 68% on fairways. So that's like nine and a half, but like you had to be, you had to drive it in the fairway. It was not one of those where you got away with, with driving in the rough. And okay. I, you know, you started to see it when you just were like, Hey, why is someone so struggling? Hey, any big name that you thought, why did they play bad? If you click in, they probably didn't drive it well. And drive it well isn't just drive it far. Strokes gained, if you drive it far, that's driving it well. But today, driving it well was hitting in the fairway. Okay, interesting. Uh, do you have anything more to say about Rose? I don't. I honestly don't have a ton. It's you know we're one quarter of the way through. Is he? 
The prohibitive favorite. Now that he has a four shot lead, I don't know. Prohibit depends on your definition of prohibitive. I, 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 well, it depends on what he does tomorrow. You know, right. it's, it's, it, it kind of feels, it's like, you think back to the PGA at, at Bethpage when Brooks shot around similar where he was out in front. I can't remember exactly how much he was out in front after one round, but it came down to, hey, what does he shoot next round? And he right. he shot maybe the best round of the turn of the field the next round. And it was like, oh, he's out in front by 10, you know? Yep. So I think uh, it all depends on tomorrow. But I think if he if he comes back to earth – Anybody that's won over or, or better probably feels pretty good with how they are. But if he so. if he shoots sixty eight tomorrow, like it's gonna be pretty hard for anybody that's not under par. What did you make? Uh, we started dabbling with it with the fairways hit. What did you make of the course conditions? I mean, that was obviously a, a big talking point. They're talking about how it's firm and fast. Fred Ridley, who I don't think we talked enough about in the preview, said, you know, as far as he could re- recall, this was like the first time since really 2013 when Adam Scott won that they felt like they had the course ideally where they want it, you know, with Mother Nature allowing them to be, yeah, this is where we would like it to be. Um, that kind of was borne out with some of the scoring average today with some of the 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 visuals certainly that we saw a lot of people talking about the ground uh, the the greens how they looked on tv i, I think it's kind of hard to say <laughs> definitively how green about is that. on tv <laughs> i mean like, you can yeah it amazing, looks brown on my tv many, but i don't know that like agronomy that's experts there are right, right out there right, right. um and, and obviously with balls running out rolling out certain pin uh hole locations impossible to hold i thought um God, where was like 18, you know, so many guys, no one close on 18, so many guys off the green, over the green there. Um, but it, it, it played challenging, burned Weisberger putting into the water on 15 and the Eagle putt, you know, Spieth was probably chipping in there and that was obviously a huge change in, in flipping his round. But what did you make of, of the conditions? We'd heard about it. It was, it was kind of what we'd heard was coming a little bit. I thought, I mean, I thought they were great. I I think obviously one of the things the speed is crazy, you know. It's just a nuts thing and I I don't think they necessarily need to be that fast, but I love the firmness. I think what it does is it just it magnifies every shot means more when when they're like that. Mm-hmm. Where you hit your tee shot really matters when greens are firm because like you lose the slightest control over your golf ball. If you're in that short rough, if you lose like the slightest bit of control or there's a little bit of uncertainty, it becomes really hard to hit it in those tiny little spaces uh, on Augusta's greens. And I think that's what we saw today. Like, you know, if people start to say, Oh, it's unfair. Think about where the person's hitting the shot from before you say, oh, that's unfair. And they're likely not in the right spot to be hitting the shot from. If they're in the right angle, you're hitting up a slope. One of my favorite Tom Doak's quotes, I I think I asked him like, hey, what's one thing you wish people knew before you played Stream Song Blue? And he said, you know, I wish people knew that there was a right and a wrong side to every contour. And I wish sometimes I could put signs on my contours like on and yeah. around the greens. If you're reading this, you're in a bad spot. 
Like, because <laughs> like, people just don't get, like, if you're in the wrong spot, it could be a penalty even though you're not in a bunker or a water hazard. You're just yeah. in a bad spot, and that's you shouldn't have hit it there. But, like, if you're hitting into the contour, it's actually a very easy shot. So if you're in the right angle hitting an approach shot up into there, or you're, you know, perfect example is like eight. If you were hitting into that back shelf, if you're short left of it, you've got a lot of green and kind of almost a backboard to work with. It was crazy to watch guys even, you know, everybody. I mean, if you're in the fairway, you kind of can get one, send one up there, right? Maybe maybe you get lucky or, you know, you get fortunate and the ball stays on the green and it stays on the green near the pin. But, you know, you're just kind of throwing them up there, right? And, um, you know, that leads to a lot of shipping scenarios, right, from around the green. And a lot of those guys, like, they were so terrified of going over, were not getting it up there and kind of catching that ridge and just, boom, getting rejected way down to the front left. That was kind of a fascinating chipping test to watch for most of the afternoon. The chipping's so fun. I Like, Bubba was hitting these, like, really cool, like, like trap bumping runs around and just seeing all the wide array of shots and how these guys do it. Like, Westy on eight hit, like, an incredible like this high pitch. It was probably the shot of his day, which was not a good day. He hit this <laughs> like beautiful high pitch that landed on the down slope. He was short right of it, which was not a good spot. And then it, it kind of grabbed right when it got on the green to kick in spot. But, you know, that's the thing. If you're in the wrong spot, it requires a perfect shot. And that's not unfair. You You should just be in a better spot. I mean, it's a par five, though, too. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take the risk, uh, not risk, but, you know, if you're sending it up there, I'm pretty blind. You know, you, you know the line you want to hit and the distance. But, again, it's a lawn iron or a lawn hybrid that might end up in a tricky chip position, right? And, yeah, that's what it's, it was kind of a fascinating hole to watch. Um, all right, so to your point about, being in the right spot you know, off the fairway greens and regulation percentage kind of not the ideal stat but spieth leads i couldn't believe that 16 of 18 88 percent um zalatoris kisner shoffley you know rose Harmon, hideki webb you know all these guys were top five in, in greens and regulation which you would expect that some good scores of all the guys that are, are hitting the most greens and regulate but that's what we hear time and time again about Augusta, right? I mean, if you are having to do a lot of these short-sided chips from eight, from 18, places like that, it, it's not really a, just an up-and-down fest all day. So you get in trouble. Um, yeah, the, uh, the other thing, too, is it's so important uh, to be precise with the irons because, like, I think that's where you see, like, Bryson. I, I don't think he played plays well here because like I've never thought of him as a great iron player in the sense of like you know he misses a lot of shots long and short you know it seems like even when he's playing well right it's not like he hits it but like he's not like super precise especially and I think that that one thing I talked about with Shane beforehand is those single length irons I think really give him trouble on slopey golf courses Yep. Um, yep. I think that's so. like one of the things where he he's kind of built for like 
all conditions, like for like normal conditions, flat lies, everything's built around. And then you start to think about like where he's won at. Like Wingfoot is like a very flat golf course. Yes. Detroit is a very flat golf course. Arnold Palmer, Bay Hill is a very flat golf course. Uh, yeah. TPC Deer Run, his first win on tour. That golf course is, they benched all the fairways. They're all flat. Like, it's... I could be I could be wrong, but isn't Ridgewood where he won the Barclays flat? Uh, Tilling uh, isn't that flattish? I can't remember. I've, I've played there, but it was a long time ago. I haven't I'm been sure out the there. I, are... Memorial he won at outside of a few holes. The fairways are relatively flat. There's like a, a few very slopey fairways, but the the majority of them are very flat. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw the yeah. Justin Leonard was talking about that on TV. Your same uh, one length iron, the elevate like the you know the. Well, side hill you up think to about it, like line. it's really hard when you got like a a wedge, and you then the ball's above your feet because that what happens is like you know the loft it create it goes more left the more loft you have for a right hander and less left and you know the longer your iron, the more you overplay it and the less it turns on you but with a seven iron length shaft with the ball above your feet yeah. has got to be so awkward to hit a wedge from that hit it yeah 100 whatever yeah a full, yep. and it, that's what he has he has tons of short irons right with these long shafts with side hill lies all the time here he's talking right now i don't yeah i'm sure he's headed to the range too hit balls deep into the night you know although he's gotten early he's going you know late early it but. doesn't matter they'll get the live live from crew out there <laughs> he knows there are cameras on that range. bonanza content bonanza boom boom when the lights come He'll on just gotta make sure the lights too it's not even an amount of balls it's just the lights have to be on so you get those visuals get those screen grabs get the tweets about you know hard work doesn't sleep whatever um would you like to see the course any harder, easier, different? Anything that ch- just this is how you'd like it? Some different pins, some different tees, but this the is, fairways I, being firmer would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Would, to that, to that effect, uh, I saw an excellent tweet or nugget from Will Gray, kind of getting at some of the, not necessarily running out forever. He said they have ten par fours at Augusta National. Bernhard Langer hit fairway wood or hybrid for his approach on eight of them. Now, Langer obviously is almost in his mid-60s, so he's not a bomber. But, like, the fairways aren't running forever. It's the guy, he's playing a 74, 7,500-yard course or whatever it was today, uh, hitting hybrids or fairway woods on eight of 10 par fours. It's like the ball is not running 40, 50, 60 yards. It did on JT's low hook down 10, but that is a very unique hole. Uh, so I thought that's amazing. Fascinating. If he wasn't an anchor, like, God, that's just, that would be, I just, I mean, he is a marvel for sure. Either way, he is. A, I love to listen to Faldo, you know, subtly say, oh, I just ran into Bernard in the champion's locker room. I was like, oh, yeah. you have access to that, sir, Nick. I'll tell but you like, what, he said some honor- stuff. He said some stuff today that I was like, hey, you know what? He said something that a three-time Masters winner would say, like, would know. He said a few things. I mean, he's got to be younger than Lana, right? I just, like. I think they're the same age. Okay. 
Okay. Right? They're the famous five. They were, they're all the same age. They were all born. In the, yeah, that might be right. Within a few months or a year of each other. I think you're yeah. right. We did all this last year. Yeah. Faldo, um, Lyle, Longer, Woozy. Woozy. Sevy uh, might be older. No? Sevy? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, the funny, the ama- the funny thing is, like Faldo stopped playing so long ago, and all these other guys are still going. You think he just would have put himself in a straitjacket? He was such a poofer, <laughs> and then like, it, it would have just and like sort of a perfectionist, and that just that combo wasn't gonna work. Just trying to huff it home and under eighty, you know, <laughs> hitting at two thirty five or something when everybody's hitting at three thirty five. I, I, I wonder if he looks out and sees that Mai's shot eighty four, Lyle shot eighty one, and thinks, ah, I beat them both by not playing. <laughs> yeah, he just he didn't he would have put him in a straight jacket. All right, I can't believe we're talking about Faldo. Uh so you wanted to stay, you want fairways maybe running a little bit. And it would firmer. just be nice if it, if the if the fairways match the greens and like sure guys would hit it further on some of these holes, but the fairways would also be effectively smaller and you'd see more shots run off and it would just it would just be neat. Yeah. God. I love when the ball rolls. It's the best time. Golf is best when the ball's on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I favorited Brian Gay on my leaderboard for some reason. <laughs> I was just looking to see where he finished six over. Just because he was the one that told Shipnuck talking about how the fairways were soft and the greens were like concrete. It kind of played out like that a little bit. You should um, go in there and watch all of his shots live. <laughs> It was kind of fun this morning just watching the first, you know, three, four, ten groups roll off on that my group thing. It was manageable, and everybody got out there, and it was not. Uh, all right, what else do you want to do? Who was most surprising in a good way for you in terms of jumping up the leaderboard? Could it have been Rose? Uh, you talked at the top. Hideki. You know, this is, okay. 69, three better, under. Been around much lately, and I feel... Like the thing about Hideki, I think he's been playing here for ten years now, right? That could be probably. I think it's his ten-year anniversary of when he played as an AM. Okay. Um. And uh, I mean, he's only twenty-nine years old, which is crazy wow. to think about. But like, it's yeah, nice to have him around. Twenty eleven, low AM in twenty eleven. It's nice to have him around as a uh, in a major again, because it's like this. It was like four years ago. It was only a matter of time before Hideki wins one, and then he hasn't been around for a while, and you realize like how fleeting it is. And um, the thing about today is like he made a couple putts, but he also missed a lot of putts, which is always the mo with Hideki. He had like a <laughs> kick in on nine, he missed. He yeah. three putted from like twelve feet on seventeen. He's three under, so he's striping right. it. Right, and he's played really well here in the past. So it would be nice to see him in the mix. Complete MIA since he got his heart broken at Quail Hollow. Not a single top ten. He's not missing a ton of cuts, but just not a factor. Whereas prior to that, you know, he was good for like two top fives a year in majors. So, um, what about you? Surprising. I mean, I don't know. Brian Harmon, I guess. But we just, we he's been playing well all year. Not Reed? Reed, I guess. I guess. Is, that's Do you kind of like having Reed around? 
Sure. It's just the turn. He looks ridiculous. Someone said he looked like <laughs> double stuffed Oreo today. <laughs> like black shoes, white pants, black top, and then I think a white hat. I refl- like just only black and white. Look at all His the hat- new sponsors. Just these working the phones. He went from Titleist Footjoy hat last week <laughs> unpaid, to Grindworks hat. Important, gr- important, unpaid Footjoy Titleist. <laughs> Grindworks Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week shows up Thursday morning with the CBD sponsor on the front of it. Just and then the, he looks. The scripting is just ridiculous. But he, he was pissed. He should have been three under. He bogeyed eighteen. Um, I guess I'm surprised in a sort of kick in the pants way just like here we go again he doesn't look like a person who's gonna go quietly like it looks like he will be around even though he's been you know up and down this year when he hasn't been able to just take embedded balls lies you know relief from hither and yon um he was surprising who was most disappointing to you Can't i think lay. i know where you're going oh okay certainly a candidate what second what year in there? a row he in November, he stunk, too. This 79. guy seems like he should be built for Augusta. Right. Does everything well. Great iron player. Sometimes you just don't play well, but sad to see it be a second time. Well, someone was saying, like, his combined four rounds, which isn't the way this works, but, like, his last two rounds of 2019 and his first two rounds of 2020... Like, were five shots better than anybody? Like, he was 20 under or something? Of course, you have, that's, you know, you're breaking up an event. And now he's getting back to maybe the guy that John Peterson could beat, can beat presently. You know, this was where JP got worked up and decided to jump back in when Cantley got hot at Augusta. But it's been, I whew, did not see that coming. The only people he's beating are the uh, Frank Strafazzi's grandson, Sandy Lyle, uh, Joe Lawn, Charles Joe Ortiz, Lawn. and Larry Mize. Joe Lawn, uh, <laughs> I got word from months. I don't know the British amateur scene at all. I barely know the amateur U.S. I'm not going to complain. Pretend to be some expert. So I just, you could tell me anything. I'd say, oh, interesting. Somebody texted me to say Joe Lawn is not good, and it wasn't going to be pretty. Last night, I said, oh, okay, all right. I, I tuned in this morning, and yeah, he shot 82. He's beating Larry Mize 10 over. But he's a kid. He's an amateur. You can't expect these guys to go out there and light it up, especially when <laughs> they're playing like it is. Drive shooting Joe Long. <laughs> <laughs> Just picking on kids. Not surprising so for a man that hates charity. Or hates, charity <laughs> hates local news. And just... just Drive-by shoots 18-year-old amateurs or whatever. I'm not doing that. I just got word he might struggle, and that that, that <laughs> did happen to be the case. All right. Uh, what else do you who is So, Cantley was most disappointing for you. I got to say, I mean, if you want to do this right now, we can. Westy, that's just not acceptable. He's been playing well. Augustus is, you know, plays. He was horrendous. He's taken iron off of... Awful. Three. Was it three? And First just guy. sitting it in the woods, Really? That's right? how he's just always played it. Slaps it. But if you're going to take an iron, you got to just keep it, you know, somewhere between the pines. That was... And that, that was, was it. He was hitting that wipey fade all day. He was... Uh, T-75. He's six over. 
I just totally lost. I, I you know what I'm, needs I'm, to I'm happen? Doing this. Helen needs to take the bag back yeah. from Sam. Yeah, I completely agree. Nothing it's good's not happened since Helen's left the left command of the bag, and Sam, this kid, has taken over. I don't know what why the change happened. I mean, it's pretty. Could be correlation. Uh, could be causation. Here I'm. Pretty... You're, you're drive by shooting Joe Long. I'm telling. I'm telling. Yelling about Westy to take his, the his son, his twenty Sam. year old son, off the back. I just was so disappointed. I thought it was gonna uh, it had so much promise to at least be, you know, not near the bottom, not T seventy five. So, listen, uh, the thing about think about Westy, he's up to twentieth in the world now. Yeah, I think it's like almost impossible for him to fall outside the top fifty this year. So he's back next year. <laughs> really. He, yeah, I guess if he's like got up to like nineteen, right? It was the highest he got. It'd be very hard. Yeah, and he's got seconds there. at Bay Hill and the players in this year. There's no way he drops out of the top fifty this year, right? Fifty by December twenty fifth or whenever the last ranking. Yeah, is. yeah, that sounds hard. That sounds hard. So you know the way Westy's gonna win in what seems like his last Masters. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, it wouldn't be his last. His last chance to, yeah. If he wins, he's coming back forever. I would imagine. Yeah. He he will he he will be one of those guys where they tap him on the shoulder and say, "You got it. It's time to come home. No more play." Because he's just jolly out there, slapping it around, shooting eighty five, and just going to have a glass of rosé on the lawn afterwards. I think he'll be happy. To, he doesn't worry about you know. Do you think he went himself. into the Masters bar after today and and had a few drinks? Like that's my one of my favorite stories from last year is that Wingfoot. right after Wingfoot he just went right into Ugh. the bar. <laughs> this course is an ass kicker. I'm sweating my ass. It just goes and the beer is gonna make it all better. Great, fantastic. All right, let's do a let's do. What was your favorite? Not favorite, but what delighted you most? What which poor shot delighted you? Just kind of ah, this is the Masters. The every shot counts that we get. Was it Streb laying up on twelve? Sandy, Mr. Suspenders, topping one down the 13th fairway. I mean, <laughs> he was so lucky to dodge the creek. I don't know if you saw the highlight. Yeah. But there's this little, like, the tributary kind of juts in, and it kind of just, the top just rolled right by. Almost had to take a drop from in front of the tee box. The Henrik Stenson shanked it from 11 onto the 12th tee right at the foot of Stu's sink. We see that every now and then. Wiesberger, the cheeseburger, putting off the green into the, into the pond on 15, which is also one that's a little sort of understandable. Well, what Was there another one out there that well, jumped off the face? Like I said, golf is best on the ground. And the Sandy Lyle top of 13 was just splendid because the best was it just rolling down an area that we never see the part of the fairway we never see it on 13 because you know they hit and it immediately pans up and then we see it bounding down the hill or bounding into the into the trees we never see that front part of the fairway and how a ball would roll along it we don't we don't he did make a five you know he smacked some hard hooked some hybrid of some sort up up near there you know not 
near the creek in front of the green, but then had a wedge in and two putted for five. One of his rare pars on the day. I think he had only like five or six, four or five pars. I mean, the Leishman putted. I love watching a putt into the water too. It's like one yeah. of my favorite things too. <laughs> Just, what about you? Is, what was your favorite? I mean, Strep laying up on 12 was incredible. We've seen, the, you know, Jack famously shanked one there. Woozy, lit, you know, landed on this side of the creek and bounced in. Uh, but that that was so safe over there. Like, just... And, of course, that green is, you know, 10 paces deep. So he's coming at it from this kind of the longer angle on the side of it. I actually don't even know what he made there. What did he make? He might... He, four i don't know uh but that was that was unbelievable thank god there weren't full crowd full grandstand there you, you feel bad for the guy a little bit but the sad um, thing is if this was a tour event these would all be dmca right that's the thing it's like <laughs> the beauty of every shot or whatever it is my group uh, yeah it, it was it was it was kind of amusing you get this every year with the masters so do we, we do we it. know if we is there like an archive for every live shot i imagine they like need quite past? a da data lake for that yeah, i'm sure they have it yeah you, whose data lake do you think's bigger Loveland or augusta i would think augusta national Matter of fact, they, they probably don't even need a lake. They can do it in some more efficient manner. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was amusing run. It all happened like within like an hour, you know, in the morning. Uh, let's do wardrobe stuff. Anything jump off the page, offend you, amuse you, delight you? You had. What do you think of Sergio's jockers? <laughs> they were a little aggressively high. Sergio, by the way, is he just done? Is he like, is he done? He's missed since he, he won. He just made it to like the final eight of, of the match play. I'm talking about as a major championship player. Since he won, I think I saw he's missed nine of 13 cuts. It's like not competitive anymore at, at the major championships. And He's battling we, with Woozy. As we heard from, we'll get to Woozy in a minute. He's T60 again. He's on the wrong side. Of, he just has been a no-show at the major since he won. After we got all those, oh, he's married. He's a dad. Perspective. The floodgates are open. He's been looking for that first major for 20 years, and now the floodgates are open. He can't even make the cuts anymore at majors since he won. So, I mean, um, the Nike stuff is just, it's just, it's just crazy. It's bad. It's really They're bad. They're like jigsaw puzzle pieces on shirts. Yeah, that's not going to take. They're they're hideous. Sandy, uh, what else do we have? Sandy Lyle and his suspenders, but free swinging with his coat dangling, dangling in the wind. Unbelievable! <laughs> I love that his his glove suspenders and pants and hat matched. She's not even bothering to zip up the coat. Who does that? With the, the just I guess that's always been his style, his whole career. Would it get caught? Would you be worried? It might get tanked. You might hit it on the grip or something like that. It, it, it flies out on you. I don't know. That's just interesting to me. Um, Patrick Reed, we talked about. The Nike shirts were disgusting. Brooks Kepka, just the pink was just like, I can, I'm I feel like I'm the camera's the like couldn't even pick it up. It was so 
hot pink. Yeah. I'm fine with the pink. I like a good pink. I have no issues with that. But that that was something else. That was too much. It was like you needed sunglasses on when that was on. You know. So uh, that's all I got for fashion. Should we do a... Uh, oh, let's do woozy. Can we do a woozy appreciation? The he guy... Battled. Absolutely. <laughs> battled he's, his ass off. He's into this contention is, to make the cut. Yes. Look, we have a little fun with Woozy, but it's uh, out of an appreciation. Our most it's fun spot, spotlight we did was him. Like, this guy's a legend. We love this guy. And a little do we know, he's got like a torn groin. The guy's 63. You know, he's had back surgery. He's, he said he almost walked in after 11. His groin was, or his leg was hurting him so much. Somebody was tweeting. He's actually someone tweeted. This, he's leaving shots out there. This is an absolute stripe show. Somebody, he's actually leaving them out there. But he did play well. He's t sixty. He's right there. He's four over. He said he was going to walk in after eleven. His groin hurt. His leg hurt so bad. But like I was hitting the ball so well and and really playing well that he kept you know soldiered on he bogeyed 15 and 18 or else he would have been well on the right side of the cut line so just got to express some appreciation for hey, Luzi. yeah go ahead you you want to know something that i'm proud of what our listeners in, in our pool okay over five percent said voted that woozy would make the cut i love that there we go I love the believers. There, no surrender. There are believers. <laughs> no surrender. So he, he's had four over. He's tied with Dylan Fratelli, Jim Herman, Danny Willett, Matthew Wolf, Sergio, Rory, Griffin, Lanto, former former number one, Lanto Griffin, Ozzy Osbourne, Baton Boy, Bryson, Louie. He's beating Day. ZJ, Sungjae, Westwood. How many of these guys are he ahead of tomorrow? Well, that's the thing. We're going to be doing this Bixby live chat right as he's sort of. I mean, it might be over by the time we go live at 3.30. I mean, he might be seven over that through gr- his first four. He holes. might not be able to go tomorrow with the groin. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, it's just cruel fate if they won't even, you know, his body goes on him when he's striping it like this. It's just not fair. Um, all he's right. been Let's... working so hard. He was the second guy to check in at Augusta. I know. It's unbelievable. Uh, let's do real quick the uh, honorary starter thing. Got sort of engulfed oh, God. in nonsense bullshit with Gary Player's idiot son, scumbag idiot. Um, I just from all accounts of people who know him doing advertisements for a golf ball at you know some minor brand golf ball. It was like the guy should be, you know, fresh Prince of Bel-Air type tossed down Magnolia Lane and outside the gates. And, you know, this guy, some guy who's born on third, just being an idiot, you know, think, thinking he's going to do that. Especially, like what bugged me the most was like, it was right over Lee Elder's shoulder. Like the, the, I could get it if it was like the shot of Gary player, right? It, like even then it's sketchy, it's, it's no good. But like the moment that people like wanted to see the, the images of Lee Elder being there were sort of corrupted by that. And that's, we all got to talking about it too much. We got sucked into it. It sort of overshadowed the purpose of Lee Elder, like 
people talking about Lee Elder, which is, you know, of course, that's the far bigger occasion than some idiot just doing the, the golf sleeve for four minutes or whatever it was. But that that was just, that really pissed me off. That was terrible, uh, obviously. I'm just surprised somebody did see it and, and be like, what the hell are you doing? Also, yeah. maybe it's just time for there not to be caddies there. Like, why do they need caddies to hit the shot? It's a good point. It's like, a good point. It's just bringing too many people that, like in this situation, can't be trusted. Yeah. The Frankly, guy you was... can't really trust Gary Player, his comments after, comparing himself to Lee Elder. What experiences? What's he talking about? We shared many of the same experience. What? Hardships. I won't get into that now. I, he and Jack, I mean, I just, maybe it's time to also get rid of the press conference afterward. I, I don't know. Uh it just yeah, you're right. There there shouldn't be there doesn't well, need to be. Well him and Jack being up there also is, is questionable with Lee Elder for that ceremony given each of them their history with and racial comments, you know, yeah. commentary. Yeah. So all around, that was unfortunate to see that become sort of the talk of uh Twitter or around I, I imagine there's some sort of punitive. I mean, this guy was arrested for defrauding people around master's tickets or something like two years ago, three years ago. I would imagine there'll be some punitive measure taken by the club. It's amazing that they let him back on the ground. Yeah. Maybe they didn't even know. I mean, who's tracking player kids? But uh, yeah, I, I assume from here on out, he's not going to be persona non grata there. So, um, all right, let's close it up with a make miss cut. We got 18 holes until the cut. There's no 10 shot rule. Uh, Rory plus four hit his dad, rifled one off his dad's leg. He said he was aiming for his dad. He saw his dad, but the ball didn't draw back. This was on seven, I believe, up the hill. Um, he's plus four. Jerry. Looked not good. I think he should be happy to be plus four, given the way it was sort of looking there for a while. Um, will he make the cut? Now does he shoot of like course. a 66? Yeah. Of course he will. He'll finish T7. Right. Uh, Cantley, plus this seven. Is, this is literally what Rory does every Masters now. Is a bad opening first round. Almost every major now. It's almost bad opening major. round. Yeah. And then he lights it up for three days. Out in 39, I think he went. So, But it just seems much more hopeless now. At least then, like he had form, we'd seen him win. At I think. I think what we're learning is that this is what happens when you sell yourself, sell your soul to Panavidra. To the now, he might be a man without a country, a man without a home. That after he may be impeached by the pack, uh, Cantley plus seven, miscut. Yeah, Westy plus six, miscut. No, you don't. Just don't see it happening. What if I told you Helen was on the bag? You wake up tomorrow afternoon. He comes. Then, walks then the sixty-six first probably comes out. Okay. All right. Uh, Thick boy is currently plus four. He's gonna yeah, make he's the gonna, cut. Think he's so? gonna finish T forty-four, just the like last thick, year, or whatever he finished last year. The thing with the thick boy is he just gets on tilt so fast here, right? Like he can really sort of become frazzled in a way that you don't see on on the tour they're just th- th- those the it's because it's not a simulation of golf right it's an actual golf right 
he just it can go bad really fast for him here. Whereas it feels like there are guardrails at, at so many other uh, events he plays in. Uh, any others that are around or on? Uh, woozy, will he make? <laughs> he's currently. I hate to say this, but I don't think he's going to make the cut. You know what's messed up about Bryson when he was on eighteen? He's on eighteen on that tee box, and all like I had this flashback to when he played in twenty sixteen. When he, he was like four or five under on that tee or whatever it was, he was playing great round, and then he hit it into that shed. And I and just Holly. thought about yeah, yeah. I just thought about like how, how good, how good I thought he was going to be at Augusta then, and then like how much he's struggled since. I mean, it, well, he's changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like how different life. he was. I did, I, that right. did go through my mind. It's like, God, it's just so much different than that year. Yep. Yeah. I remember Nance was like, he's going to be the first amateur ever to win the Masters. And he, he for a minute there, was uh, contending quite a bit. Uh, what else? Phil, plus three. I played better than he has been. You know, he was up around the top 15 for a while and then that came undone i don't know i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say mc i think he mcs yeah all right that's all i got i don't need to we don't need to go through the whole rigmarole of this uh, you got any hopes for tomorrow what's your i my biggest hope is that woozy really makes it a makes a run at that cut makes a little friday afternoon drama I mean, then we get to the weekend, he shoots like 85, 85. That's fine, though. As long as he makes the cut. Because yeah, if I he agree. makes the cut, you know he's coming back for like five more years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. I don't have any great hopes. I mean, I'll be fascinated to see how Patrick Reed does. My buddy plays the Western Am every year. Yeah. You know, it's like all college tournaments, all, all college kids. And he's like, just every time I make the cut, I know I get a couple more years, and I know these guys are just pissed <laughs> off that I'm still here. <laughs> that's Woozy. Woozy makes that's a good. cut. He's got he's got at least four years of leash wiggle room on staying sticking around. I love it. I love it. All right, that's it. Everyone, subscribe to Bixby. If you want to join that Friday? Thank you to them. Uh, for being a sponsor, supporter of the program now for, what, three years almost. So, uh, you good? Party shots? All set? Good to have you back? Feeling a little better? Have yeah, a little I, bit I don't more think energy? We, I'm trying to think if we missed talking about anything. I'm sure we did. We don't come in at the great big plan. Do you want to talk you about Spieth at all? That round? Sure. Go ahead. The triple Maybe bogey? He's... And still shot one under? Do you think that's going to come back to haunt him? Usually those really big numbers, you look on Sunday and you're like, oh, you know, if you made bogey, you win. So I thought you got, yeah, that the seven I thought was going to come in the trees, right? And of course that played into it. He knocked, he was fortunate it didn't go into an azalea. He didn't have to take it unplayable. And then when he punched out short of the green in three, I was like, ah, all right. I mean, it was a tough pin. Greens are fast. And then he just kind of, made a mess of it from there that that was like he he made a seven when most danger felt like it lurked in the trees there he got fortunate that felt like the pivot point it was like you're gonna make a good bogey here and then he just 
putts around up on the green. He kind of got it back on 15, though, right? Wouldn't you say it sort of yeah. evened out? It did. That's, that's true. There's like a bad, not necessarily bad break, but like a really good break that did even out. Yeah. Kinda, a just great... a crazy round. His round was crazy, and Hovland's round was nuts. Oh, yeah, sure. Opening with a seven, right? I mean, Spieth led the field in greens and reg. I know. He's hitting it gr- great. He hit a ton yeah. of fairways, too. Yeah. Yeah. A couple just really bad drives. Nine, 11, I think. He was he was just miles, miles right. Which, of course, you know, sometimes if you land in the right spot, miles right, it's like the best angle in in that little like path. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger's aiming for it. But if you end up in the grove before the path, you're kind of, you're screwed. But That's what did where you, you saw the kitty litter. Yeah, absolutely. So what did you make of speed? Anything? I mean, do you feel like... I mean, God. He's T8. Are... Do you think he'll be in a better position tomorrow or worse position? Better. I agree. What do you think? I think so, too. I, there's nothing to lead me to believe that. He, he's playing great golf. Right. Right. I mean, he's at T8 with a triple. That's... <laughs> doesn't happen very much. That's a good much. point. That's a good point. Who's he playing with again? Morikawa and... Uh... God, last group off. Anyways. All right. You got anything else? good it's a great day great first day of the masters really picked up steam just so much delight in watching that every shot those guys you know top and shank and you know of course the good shots are, are great too you good andy yeah i'm good all right we will be back with you on friday uh for another daily podcast thanks again for all your support really appreciate you guys uh sticking with us both major weeks and not uh and we will talk to you on friday